You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I am Logan Gordon. He is Patrick Dumas. Welcome to The Big Show in the morning. Uh, Our technical and wonderful producers on the morning, GVP and Alex Brody. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Good morning, Logan. Patty, how we doing? Doing good, Broads. Good morning. Good morning. How we feeling, fellas? It's good to be back. New year. New me. Really? Oh, it's a new Alex. Brody. Well, that's good. I didn't like the old Alex, so <laughs> new Alex would be great. <laughs> that's that's it. where you're going with that, uh, Broads. New year, new me. You know, gotta gotta keep the positive mindset. Can only go up from here. So I'm really trying to maybe follow up on my resolutions, like I haven't have had done previously. Speaking of resolutions. That's where we're going to start the show off with today. Oh. It'll be our text line topic for today. Even if you're not a big New Year's resolution person, you don't you know, want to jump into the gym on January 1st, or you think, ah, look, if I set these, I'm going to let them go in a month. It doesn't matter anyways. Or maybe you are a big, you know, maybe you're like Alex Brody and you'd like to change everything about yourself, including <laughs> your personality, for the better, maybe. Um that's unfair. I like Alex a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Logan, maybe you're maybe you're gonna be like that. Logan playing the role of George oh. this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Filling in for George Russick in more ways than one. Um, let's do a New Year's resolution for the Calgary Flames in 2023. So, gentlemen, get your uh, your pens, your pencils, uh, your Microsoft Word documents out. We'll discuss this throughout the morning. But if you were the Calgary Flames in general, what's your resolution for 2023? Is it more consistency? Is it finally finding that special someone to fit into your life? Perhaps a scoring forward? Maybe to fit that top six. To fit in your top six? Is it a new D-man on the back end yeah. to fit in with Nikita Zadorov? <laughs> yeah, because you know what? If it's, I think this is going to be my resolution: is is get find the more defensive consistency throughout the group. Yeah, you see it with the top two pairings now coming along with Hannafin and Anderson, and now Tanev Weger. You know that Tanev uh, is is finally healthy, and uh, and Weger, you know, got that monkey off the back in that goal, and uh, you know he's he's been one of the most rock solid defensive defenseman without even trying to be a true defensive defenseman I've seen in Mackenzie Weger. But yeah, you want that third parent. I think that's obviously with with with, with no Shillington around with with the inconsistency of Michael Stone. I think there's a lot of hockey for Michael Stone. I think we're realizing that right now. Like this guy, he's not meant to be played the, playing this much. And he's a, that guy, the seventh guy. Come on up. We need you for a couple. But to have him play 30 games right now almost ever a daily I don't think you can be a cup contending team with that as your bottom pair. So that's the question of the day. 960-960 on the fan feedback line. The text line is always open to you. But on this, our first show of 2023 here, your New Year's resolution for the Calgary Flames. Like I said, can be anything. You can go like Patrick Dumas, adding in a, a defensive... Weapon on the back end to fit in with Nikita Zadorov. Like I said, you could look for that top six forward that you've been missing. 
Is it just overall consistency? Anything that you'd like, 960-960, your New Year's resolution for the Calgary Flames. We'll read some of our favorites throughout the day. Uh, Busy show for you today. We will chat all things NFL coming up in the second hour. Mm -hmm. Charles Davis, NFL analyst from CBS Sports and a regular here on the big show, going to join us. Lots of NFL topics to get to, Mm. uh, including, of course, the scary situation last night in Cincinnati. The latest on Bills player DeMar Hamlin after his on-field collapse last night came from an update late last night from the Buffalo Bills. The Bills tweeting out, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Should any other updates fall during the show, Mm -hmm. we will bring them to you uh, as quickly as possible. But... Last night, obviously, a scary situation. We'll dive more into that with Charles Davis in Hour 2. Take a look at the other side uh, of tonight's matchup. It is a Flames game day tonight. Mm-hmm. Talked about that big win that feels like it was, it was like four days ago. It was last year. It was <laughs> last year, yeah. Worst dad and It jokes. actually feels like that Woo! for once, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Flames and the Winnipeg Jets tonight. We'll bring in our pal from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Andrew the Hustler Patterson, yep. here to join us. If you haven't noticed, you should probably be aware of what's happening in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that it's worthwhile to um, forget what last year was for this group and start paying attention to what they're doing this year. They've got some yep. great talent. Uh, this was a team that that looked to looked over here for for a little motivation and what and saw how the Flames were a very up down group, missed the playoffs. And then you had a dominant regular season last year with the with the new head coach and the new system without changing a lot of the pieces. And I think it was an off season where in Winnipeg where okay, well, is this is this the summer Shifley goes? Is this the summer you can find a con- a guy that can take the contract for Blake Wheeler? Uh, is Hellebuck on the chopping block soon? It, it was a very messy year last year, and Rick Bonus has been a uh, a massive catalyst in riding the ship in Winnipeg. Of course, thirty seven between the pipes helps too. Uh, but with all those injuries, too, uh, to big names, Wheeler's missed a lot of time. They haven't had Logan Stanley all year. Uh, uh, Nate Schmidt's missed the last week and a half or so. So there's some big injuries here. Nick Ehlers as well, uh, who has never has really hasn't been healthy in, what, three, four years, it feels like. Uh, but he's going to finally get back here around the All-Star break. This is a good group. Uh, Flames are going to have, uh, have their uh, hands filled tonight. Can't put my finger on it, but you sure have a pulse on the Jets. I think more. I a little bit. A little bit. Man, it's almost... You, a little bit Jets. Follow that team a bit. A little bit. Uh, both teams riding two-game winning streaks coming into tonight. Uh, we'll chat with Hustler in hour two. Obviously, all things Jets, but as we know, and as you've heard on this radio station before, Hustler's good to talk just about anything. Plus, he was in uh, uh, Qatar for the World Cup, so we'll get uh, some first-hand uh, experience from him as to what the... Uh, scene was like for Canada's first mm-hmm. World Cup appearance in a long time. And then uh, Hour 3, we'll kick things off with Peter Labardius, uh, our Flames analyst here on Sportsnet 960, the color voice, of course, of the Flames. Uh, ahead of tonight's matchup, we'll get some Flames talk. We'll talk about that ridiculous 
finished last night yeah, to Canada and in Slovakia. <laughs> After tonight's game, he's headed right out Woo! to Halifax. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise. Uh, oh, it just happens to be, you know, the biggest rivalry in the entire sport on Wednesday, too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two words. Fired up. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Talk about Canada's chances against the United States coming up. And uh, look ahead to the Flames and the Jets tonight. It is an earlier start, 6 p.m. Calgary time. That means Flames warm up with Pat Steinberg and Peter Labardius starts at 5 o'clock tonight right here on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Uh, Dumas got your morning report coming up in just a little bit in what was a, a crazy night of sports. Uh, from all accounts, there was a Winter Classic in case you missed it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell goes off for 71 points last yeah, night in the NBA. That was something. <laughs> um, plenty of, there was other hockey games last night. There was lots to get to. So Dumas will get us caught up on the morning report, but, uh, did want to dive back into the Calgary flames here as we start the program off in the big game tonight, mm -hmm. kicking off uh, an interesting month of January for the Calgary flames, Dumas. It's interesting because. You talk December. about their schedule? Yeah, December was so <laughs> packed for this team. Yeah. Even around the Christmas break, right? There's back-to-backs, three days off, back-to-backs, and you're right back at it. And in some ways, I think it did the team good to be out there more consistently, but it was far from a normal month. And when you look at January, it's much more spread out. There's one back-to-back -back that comes at the end of the month. We're really back to, to just one or two days in between one game here, and it's going to be a really interesting month that starts with this game against Winnipeg tonight. Yeah, look, uh, weird. I was looking at the schedule last night. It was weird. It's got to, it's it's the Islanders' fault in all of this too. It's because they'll go to Winnipeg tonight, then come home for Friday to take on the Islanders. Then they're right back out into the Central Division. I was like, well, why can't you have Winnipeg? Just go down to Winnipeg, have whatever. It's just yeah, weird uh, scheduling quirk, but. Uh, and then you get that weird back-to-back -back at home with the with the Blues as well. It's not really back-to-back. -back. You got an off day in between. But yeah, this is a this is going to be a vital road trip coming up here for this group. Uh, it's it's a, it's you know you get Chicago on that on that trip, which yeah, sure you know they're not uh, they're one of the worst teams in the league for sure. But then you know St. Louis, very inconsistent bunch, and they're injured. So there's there's something there that you could probably maybe get the sweep out with with St. Louis. And then Dallas to uh, Nashville to close it off might be a little bit tougher, but this is a this is a time to you know you get the you get on the road a little bit, but there is more to off time. They have you know four days off or three days off after tonight before their next game. So this is a, this will be a good time to to get more practice time in. They haven't had a lot of practice time. Uh, same with the Winnipeg Jets. There's another team that hasn't had a lot of practice time. December is a lot. For everybody, so it's going to be fun to see what what the team looks like in January. You're going to have the All Star break at the end of the month as well. Uh, so this is this is going to be a big month. It's a short, it's a longer month, of course, on the calendar. But when it comes to scale, it's a short. It feels like it's going to be a quick month, and we'll be in February before you know it. Yeah, the All Star break starts for the Flames January 28th, following that game in Seattle on the 27th, and they get a nice long All Star break. After the 28th, they won't play again until they are in New York on February 6th. So they must have their bye week attached coming out of that, eh? And they've got a bunch attached yeah. to it. So yeah. uh, it just works out really nicely for the Flames and all of this. So uh, that'll be good for them. We'll see. This team's got to continue mm -hmm. some of the good things they've put together the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And 
what I mean by that is you don't have to win every game, but you have to avoid what's happened this year in the sense that winning three or four or five is great, Mm -hmm. but it means less and less when you follow it up with a three-game losing streak or a four-game losing streak. That California road trip to me was exactly the Mm -hmm. kind of road trip that this team needed. Yep. Three or four, and the game you lost, you picked up a point in. Yep. That's great. That's as good as it gets, even post-All-Star break, or even post-All-Star, post-Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. You lost to Edmonton in a game that you could have won, Mm -hmm. but as far as the week goes, you finished it off with wins against Seattle and wins against Vancouver. Yeah. That's a successful seven-day stretch for this team, and that's where you're going to need to be if you want to be on the positive side of a playoff race, is that most weeks when you look back at the seven-day schedule, did you come out on top? And this week, there's only two. Mm-hmm. And it starts tonight a good Winnipeg team in Winnipeg. You've gotten a little bit of extra break here after New Year's Eve. You're back in town Friday after another two days off. Yeah. Time for this team to, if they are if they are mm-hmm. what we think they are, mm-hmm. it's got to come out on the ice over the next couple of weeks yeah. here. Daryl said it was probably around late November, early December, where he said uh, the true test of this team we'll see will be around the 30-35 game mark. That's right around where they are now, right? They play more than 35 games now. But you start, you, you do start to see some of that. They Maybe not the the killer, crazy scoring craze that they'd had last year. And that was, that's not, that was obviously going to go away. You you can't take out two players, 200 point players and expect to, you know, pick up the scoring where you were going to, where, you know, automatically where it was last year. It's got to be throughout the whole lineup. You got to win as a team. And that's why I, I think they're winning more as a unit. You're seeing uh, the fourth line, get more t- playing time. And I, you know, with Lucic playing up, he's getting more nice. I mean, he's, and he's showing that he can still, you know, hack it sometimes out there. He's looking all right. So they are finding that more team consistency, I like, and it's right around that mark where, where Daryl said it was going to be, 35-game mark, and you're starting to see it. Markstrom's coming back into his own. Huberto's starting to figure it out a little bit here. You know, I, I'm loving, actually, Blake Coleman's game on Saturday. Like, that guy just seems, every time he goes out there, he just gets better and better, it seems. It's like a better game. Rasmus Anderson on the two-on-one on the past of Blake Coleman. Loving Rasmus Anderson of late. It's a good group, man. Uh, Flames interaction tonight, third in the Pacific Division, 43 points. Uh, Seattle is ahead of them in points percentage, given that they've got three less games played. But the good news for the Flames, as you're chasing down, hopefully, Los Angeles, probably too far of the question to say chase down Vegas, Mm -hmm. being uh, 11 points ahead. But, you know, you've still got two games in hands on, on both of those teams. Yeah. As that starts to become part of the picture as well here, so Flames in a good spot to if they can maintain over the next couple of months here, find themselves back in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's where a lot of us preseason went to. Hey, this is going to be a team that's better built yep. for the playoffs. Yep, we'll see if that's true because as we've talked about before, uh, getting there not always as easy as some might hope it would be uh, for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. So you got to get there, and uh, it starts tonight as they take on the Winnipeg Jets. 6 o'clock start, 5 o'clock Flames warm-up with Pat Steinberg and Peter Labardius. We'll dive into it with Lou a little bit later on as well. 
Really looking forward to this one. Next up for the Flames, just a quick one-game home trip Yeah, uh, Friday against the Islanders. That's a good group, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good group, too. And then Sorokin, man, if he like that, that, that'd be a ticket you want to go watch. You want to go watch a, a real good NHL goaltender? Go watch Elias Sorokin on Friday night if he gets the. I know they're in Thursday, so who knows? They might get the backup, but they get Sorokin on Friday. That might be a fun game. Uh, our text line question of the day: New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames as we enter twenty twenty three. What are you looking for? Are you looking for? That special forward to come into your group? Are you looking for a defenseman to add to your depth? Just overall consistency, good health <laughs> into the rest of the season. A little bit better. Uh, any, yeah, anything better than than what was the first half injury wise? Um, give us your your New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames nine six zero nine six zero. We'll read them as the morning goes on. Uh, did want to pass this along uh, yesterday. The Flames did have. Uh, practice at the Scotiabank Saddledome, getting set for uh, tomorrow's game in Winnipeg. The only change in the lineup tonight mm-hmm. potentially looks like uh, Nick uh, Brett Ritchie, excuse yes. me, will not be in the lineup. He suffered uh, a bit of a yeah, weird he's, one. He's not healthy. At no, all. something didn't go right yeah. there for sure. Uh, that weird uh, board. Where he kind of gets hit, but it looks like he gets hit right on the hand. I don't know if he got nicked or what exactly the thing yeah. was, but it's never good when a guy throws off the glove and, and runs to the penalty box as fast as he can. Or not mm-hmm. the penalty box, excuse me, the, the bench as fast as he can. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't got an update from the team, but uh, Redeem Zahorna mm-hmm. has been recalled. He's been up and down paper-wise the yeah. last couple of days when they've been off, uh, just for salary cap consideration. Yeah. But uh, he's up with the team and expected to skate on that fourth line with Adam Ruzicka. And Trevor Lewis, you've been, I, I think you've been playing well enough that I don't think you're going to uh-huh. talk about changing anything in the lines. No one's stood out to me in a bad way mm-hmm. over the last little while, Dumas. So injury, the only reason yeah. to change things up right now. And it looks as though uh, Brett Ritchie's going to be the guy that comes out. Yeah. Uh, Zahorna, when he's got in there, I thought he's looked pretty good. Uh, good chance tonight to play with uh, Adam Ruzicka, who's who's been showing a little bit more in his game. I know he's, he's been not the he's greatest. He's been down for a couple of weeks here. For a bit. So, yeah. But maybe in this little fourth line sheltered role, he's been a little bit better. Trevor Lewis, obviously a big catalyst on that line with uh, with good consistency. And yeah, but Zahorna, when I when he's gotten in, I thought he's looked all right. Uh, obviously, uh, you, you want to have Brett Ritchie around when he when he's healthy. He's been a, he's been really good this year. But uh, no, I, I mean, Zahorna fits, uh, fits Sutter's MO, fits this team's MO right now of what they want to do. And uh, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a good good test tonight for for Zahorna. The Rizicka one's interesting to me because I wonder yeah. what that leash looks like now. Yeah. Maybe it's extended a bit because of an injury to Brett Ritchie, yeah. but I've I, I think it's fallen off a bit for for Adam Rizicka. Mm-hmm. To me, that's always been the the problem. Yeah, I can't for for Adam. Is it's just it's good game here. Bad game. In this case, it's been this year. It's been more consistent because it's been good two or three games here. Yeah, and he's been uh, he was been up in a more elevated role where you saw more of him and more. Like, yeah, the points yeah. were there. The skills, like I mean, that's the frustrating thing I yeah. think for the team more than anything is you know the skill sets there. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. how do you? I mean, he's got twenty points on the year. In yeah. 28 games. <laughs> He's ahead of Backland, Manjapani, 
Uyghur. <laughs> he's ahead of all those guys. But it sure doesn't feel like no. it on a night-to-night basis. And when he's stuck in that eight-minute-a-night role, you know it's because the coaching staff mm-hmm. hasn't got enough out of him. I still think that that spot where Milan Lucic is now yeah. could be Adam Ruzicka's. And that would be a nice thing for the – but you can't – even if no. Milan Lucic isn't an ideal top six forward, he's more consistent than Adam Ruzicic is at this point. Yeah. Because the problem is the good is good with Adam. Mm-hmm. The bad is unnoticeable, invisible impact on the game, yeah. and that's just not good enough at the NHL level. And now mm-hmm. you're right. He's got 20 points, so you're going to try to hold mm-hmm. out hope that he's going to come back to that guy. But that's always been the problem with Adam Rasichka. It, it's a tough one for him because like, you look at the guy, you look at him like, this guy should be a mucker fourth line. I'm going to put your face in the glass type dude. I'm like, that's, but it's not him. This guy's a skilled player. And, you know, I don't know. I think it's just, you know, you see him out there and you expect so much from him. Maybe, maybe not so much. I don't think we should have big expectations, like huge, massive expectations for him. But you're right. We do want to see a little bit more. And, and the yeah, guy, I don't even know the expectation. I mean, he's a fourth-round pick. Yeah. I think he's already... He's what he is. I think he's already yeah. exceeded expectations oh, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. I just think that yeah. there's just got to be yeah. some level that, that keeps him there night in, night out. I don't know what that is. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's somebody tapping him on the shoulder before the game. I don't know if it's a pregame. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the problem with Adam Ruzichka is you can't trust him right now to be the same guy night in, night out. And that's what lands you on the fourth line and gives those top six opportunities that maybe you have the skill to fill Mm -hmm. going to someone else. So we'll see. Uh, Maybe uh, some different line mates tonight will potentially get him back going. But that's an interesting story to watch for the Calgary Flames. He'll potentially be on that line. With Redeem Zahorna and Trevor Lewis. Uh, we'll wrap things up here in the first segment. A uh, quick reminder that our uh, text line question of the day, New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames in 2023. Anything that you want to see from the team, we've had a couple of good ones so far. We'll read our favorites throughout the uh, rest of the morning. Uh, what would you like? Would you like that uh, that special someone to come into your life? Uh, <laughs> defenseman or forward? Uh, would you like more consistency in your life? Would you like a less stressful 2023? Would you like a Stanley Cup? Would you like to add some jewelry in 2023? Whatever your New Year's resolutions are for the Calgary Flames, you can send them in. 960-960. We'll read our favorites throughout the morning. But Patrick Dumas uh, has a monumental task in front of him, and that's giving you everything that's happened in the sports world over the last 24 hours or so. It's a busy morning report. Yeah. But uh, he'll bring us the latest next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Keep sending in your 2023 New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames at 960-960. It is The Big Show in the morning. He's not George Russick. I'm not Matt Rose. <laughs> Despite some people on the text line feeling as though me and Matt sometimes sound the same. 
I'm Logan Gordon. He's Patrick Dumas, GVP and Alex Brody in the other room, keeping the ship afloat. Busy show today. Chat NFL with Charles Davis coming up. Our pal from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Andrew Hustler Patterson, going to join us a little bit later on. Don't miss Peter Labardius to break down all things Team Canada at the World Juniors and the Calgary Flames taking on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. But uh, we kick off this portion of the program saying good morning to Patrick Dumas as he smacks well, himself with the microphone. Of, yeah, I should quit that moving just here. jumped right out of you. Eh? It, was, just, it was the scrape. Just like, attacked oh, you. It's the Sony logo. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> this morning report off to a great start, uh, but it's brought to you. It'll get better. It's brought to yeah, you by uh, MotorWorks. Uh, if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They will gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% located on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Ready to fight the microphone in front of him. That's cool. Let's pass things over. To Patrick Dumas. Good morning, Patrick. Hello. Yes, it's the Calgary Flames game day there in Winnipeg taking on the Jets. And maybe the only thing hotter in the universe than Connor Bedard's play at the World Juniors, or, or sorry, our Galaxy, might be the Sun. Uh, let's start with the Calgary Flames. Uh, they're back on the road uh, for one tonight, taking on the Jets at Canada Life Center. Uh, Flames with 3 2 winners on New Year's Eve against the Canucks. Three goals in the second period were all they needed. That third goal uh, of the, of the, and the final goal of the period. Scored uh, his first in his Flames Silks, Mackenzie Wieger, who risked by Spencer Martin. He spoke to the media today, uh, yesterday about uh, trying to capitalize on these chances. Yeah, I think Tanny and I, um, you know, we were we were playing well together. I think we, we were cr- creating some chances, but I think it's nice, obviously, to contribute offensively. And, um, you know, I think Tanny's got a little extra jump in his step now that he's a new dad. And, um, you know, we just got to keep playing structurally defensively. And, um, you know, I think if we play hard defensively, we'll get our chances offensively. And we just got to, um, you know, capitalize on that. Good teammate Mackenzie Wieger saying all the good things about Brandon <laughs> Chris Tanev during that <laughs> little, uh, little expose. But yeah, the ta- the pair of Uyghur and Tanev have been absolutely amazing uh, right now, and uh, and it's it's come along with Tanev being more healthy for sure, uh, and they're going to have their hands full tonight for sure with the likes of Mark Scheifele, Kyle Connor, and the Winnipeg Jets. Flames warm up starts at five o'clock, uh, puck drop a little bit after six o'clock right here on Sportsnet nine six. The fan you can also watch it on Sportsnet West. Of course, we'll have uh, Andrew Hustler Patterson join the program at seven thirty to talk a little Jets, and our Flames analyst Peter Labardius will stop by at eight to talk Flames. Big one for the Flames. Let's kick off 2023 in uh, good fashion. If you're Daryl Sutter and the crew, you uh, finished off 2022. Big win against Vancouver. Big win against Seattle. Been playing some pretty good hockey of late and feels as though the group is getting more comfortable. Everybody's more comfortable in their surroundings. You've got the holidays out of the way. You've got a good month to get going before the All-Star break and some good time off Mm -hmm. for this team. So... Uh, hey, they found themselves in a playoff spot today, Patrick. It's good news for the team, and uh, I think if they can, can keep up with what they've been doing the last little while, they'll be just fine, and uh, it's a good opponent tonight. It's going to be a good challenge mm-hmm. against Winnipeg. Uh, off the ice, probably the worst-kept secret around these parts, but the NHL officially announced that the Heritage Classic will return after taking this year off, and it will be the Battle of Alberta taking place at Commonwealth Stadium on October 29th, 2023. Flames, Oilers, it'll be the... Uh, both teams third for a outside 
It'll be about a month ahead of the 20th anniversary of the first official outdoor game in NHL history. Uh, League also yesterday announcing that the Seattle Kraken and Vegas Golden Knights will be the 2024 Winter Classic. It was floating around Twitter a little bit before Christmas, but that was made official yesterday. It'll be played at T-Mobile Park, home of the Seattle Mariners. So it'll be uh, Vegas' second trip outside, Seattle's first in only their third year of existence. Safe to say hockey worked out pretty dang well in the Pacific Northwest. Only five teams haven't played outside logo. Can you? And two of them are actually going to play uh, over the next 365 days. Can you name the five teams that haven't played outside? Uh, well, obviously Seattle and Vegas haven't. No, Vegas is. They played out Lake, Lake Tahoe. Oh, that's right. I guess they did against Colorado last mm-hmm. year. So I guess Seattle's one of them. Yeah. Uh, one of them is going to play later this year outdoors. Stadium series. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, exactly. I I, Nobody I, knows. I don't probably. keep up with the with the outdoor game. Carolina Hurricanes. They're going to be hosting the Washington Capitals. You say New Jersey? No, they've been outside. But I can't. I can't keep up with the ones that have. I'm going to assume someone like Florida hasn't. I nope. don't think. Nope. Uh, Columbus hasn't. Nope. One more. Coyotes? Yeah. 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 So you fit the typical three teams that wouldn't have gone outside. But yeah, we're almost there. The NHL will soon have every team played outside. Uh, to the uh, rest of the NHL story, three games yesterday on the first Monday of 2023. And it started with the Winter Classic, a sold-out Fenway Park, a little over 39,000 in attendance to see the Bruins take on the Penguins. Uh, for both teams that have played outdoors a ton, this is their actually their first meeting ever outdoors and uh, they put on a pretty good show in balmy Boston around 10 degrees of puck drop uh, before the game nice touch by the Bruins getting off the bus in uh, era specific Red Sox uniforms I loved that uh, Penguins didn't try as hard they, they just felt like current Pirates still pretty nice uh, to the game nothing happening in the first period uh, second period son of Sammy Kasperi Kapanen opens the scoring at Fenway putting away uh, a great feed from Dalton Heinen uh, pens up one nothing after 40 final frame now uh, Jake DeBrusque with a great play from behind the net to tie this one up. And then with less than three minutes to go. Up the right side, Krejci. Over the line, high slot. Left circle now. Hall cuts in. Couldn't get away a backhand. They score! Jake DeBrusque has got a pair. He grabbed it back door. Buried it just inside the far post. Ruins two. Penguins one. Yeah, Taylor Hall puts the shot on net, and Jake DeBrusque is there again for his second of the afternoon. That would be the game winner. And just like in the first outdoor game at Fenway back in 2010, Bruins trailing 1-0 after 40 and came back to win 2-1. Bruins improved to an astounding 29-4-4. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. This didn't resonate for me i think we talked about this a bit yeah. last week that it was it is what it is we've no. been here before there was a there was a pretty good college football game going on head there was head lots going on <laughs> there was a ton going on on a holiday monday for a lot of people uh, the uniforms look cool the setting's always going to be cool you're at fenway park for a hockey game um you know good for the people of boston to go out and, and have some fun at one of those events uh, it doesn't it's two points on the schedule yep. for for me i've seen a lot of these before um, all I really come out of them, honestly, is thinking, I think the 
I think the Bruins are a good group of friends away from they just seem oh, yeah. to have so much fun yeah as a, a team group. yeah they do costumes and different dress up all the time yeah not just for the winter classic so yeah, yeah cool setting good for the brewer i mean they all they do is win at home yeah uh might as well be at fenway even if it's not at td park uh garden yeah. so good for them they're gonna be a tough team uh, they're tough out already <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely uh elsewhere uh the golden knights taking on the avalanche out in denver or rather, this one was in Vegas, sorry. Uh, Nicholas Waugh made it 2-1 Vegas, and uh, when he thought, hey, two of these might be pretty good, uh, let's do it. Petrangelo gets it back from Kolasar. Now right of the middle for Waugh. Waugh hands it off, shot tipped in, and they score. May have gone off of Devon Taves and in. But again, the Avalanche give the attackers too much space. Yeah, didn't have the Vegas call on that one, so we got to listen to sad no, Connor McGahee. You don't say that was the road, <laughs> that was the opposing team's broadcast? Yeah. Uh, he scores. Do better work, Vegas, and getting these calls up on the, on the, he, the files. He scores. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, yeah, Golden Knights uh, do hang on 3-2 the final in that one. One other game from yesterday, the Flyers and Ducks, they scored four unanswered open up this one as they hand the Ducks another loss, 4-1. The final. Uh, busy night tonight on this Tuesday. 11 games in total, including the Flames and Jets. Five games go at 5 o'clock. Uh, Blues and Leafs for a second time in a week in Toronto as they will spend the next 14 of their 19 at home. It's going to get some good home cooking for the Buds. Uh, jackets are in Ottawa. Sunbelt Classic between the Yotes and the Panteros. Uh, Hurricanes uh, looking to keep pace with the Boston Bruins for top spot, but we'll have to uh, do battle on uh, in Broadway uh, against the tough Rangers side, and uh, which should be a fun one as the Sabres visit the Capitals. At 6 o'clock, the Habs continue their Southeast United States road trip in Nashville. Bolts and Hawks go at 6.30. At 7 o'clock, McDavid looks for a new streak as the Oilers entertain the Kraken. The Islanders, they begin their Western Canada road trip in Vancouver at 8 o'clock, and the Stars do battle with the Kings out in La La Land. Uh, locally, the uh, Calgary Wranglers, they were back in action last night in the friendly confines of the Scotiabank Saddlenome. Uh, after sweeping their three-game Southern California road trip uh, before the new year, uh, they were taking on the Abbotsford Canucks last night. Nils Ames uh, had two goals for the baby Canucks as they win 5-2. Uh, I love that. You draft, uh, how can you have, you have two Nils. You have Nils Hoaglander and Nils Ames. You also drafted another Elias Pettersson to go along with your other Elias Petterson's. The Canucks love uh, doubling up names, especially if you're Swedish. Uh, only they loved winning as much as they yeah, did. Yeah, if only they loved winning. Uh, Calgary Hitman also in action as well tonight, uh, beginning a four-game Saskatchewan road trip tonight in Saskatoon to take on the Blades. Hitman dropped both their games with the Rebels over the weekend, so maybe getting out on the road trip will do the boys some good. Uh, that one goes at 7 PM. You can listen to it on our uh, alternate feed over on sportsnet.ca slash 960. One for the history books last night for sure. Canada taking on Slovakia in the quarterfinals of the World Juniors out in Halifax. This one needed overtime despite Canada uh, out shooting the Slovaks well over 2-1 to one throughout that game. Uh, Adam Gajan, the goalkeeper for the Slovaks, would make 53 saves in that contest, but uh, he couldn't make the very last one, as uh, who really would? I don't think there's a goalie on the planet that might have made that save. Uh, Connor Bedard goes through three Slovakian players and scores probably one of the greatest all-time goals ever for Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, his second goal and third point of the night wins it for Canada. They're off to the semifinals, and in the process, he became uh, Canada's 
All-time leading scorer at the tournament, passing Eric Lindros, and uh, all-time leading goal scorer, passing Jordan Eberle in the process as well. Uh, now he's just I think he passed him an assist. Too. Yeah, I can't remember who he passed, but I think it was maybe Jason Allison. But he's he's goals, he five, points, and five assists records now. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. He'll have a, another chance. He's only two back of the record for most goals in a tournament by a Canadian. Uh, so that's uh, probably going to fall uh, again. Canada plays on Wednesday, and just so happens to be their biggest rival in the sport, uh, the Americans, uh, who look pretty dang good as well. They beat Germany 11-1 yesterday. Uh, Sweden. They sunk their biggest rivals in Finland 3-2. Uh, Leo Carlson in the semifinals despite a uh, rough uh, group stage for Sweden. They're off to the semis where they will take on Czechia, who thumped the Swiss 9-1. Semis go on Wednesday with that gold medal game going on Thursday. What a play by Connor Bedard. Uh, oh. It's his tournament right now. It's his world. It's his We're all world. living in it. Um, I, you just run out of things to say. It's an it's an absolutely ridiculous amount of skill that comes from him. Canada's offense runs through him right now. Yeah. A bit worried, and we'll yeah. get into this with Lou a little bit later on about the defensive side of mm-hmm. things for this group. Um, you know, twenty seven shots against last night, but it felt like Slovakia every time they had a they shot. had chances. Yeah. It was a good opportunity yeah. Canada's got to be able to button down a lot harder a lot against the United <laughs> States. But as far as Connor Bedard goes, it's just, it's ridiculous what he's doing. Uh, I'm calling have, the best prospect since Crosby. So it's, that's pretty uh, good. I mean, that's pretty damn good. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. What he, that goal last night is just, it's pure skill. It's a puck on a string. It's, mm-hmm. It's every adjective that you wanted it to be, and uh, he's incredible. Uh, I hope it it means you know that it's a medal showing for him, and that it's a positive because mm-hmm. you'd like him to walk away with those memories. He's going to need a, a good team effort, but yep. nothing else you can say about what Connor Bedard's meant to this uh, Canadian group. Exactly, and that'll be Canada USA uh, tomorrow afternoon at four thirty. Uh, Sweden and Czechia go at twelve thirty. All the games will be now in Halifax. Uh, week 17 in the NFL was supposed to finish up uh, last night with Monday Night Football between the Bills and Bengals. Uh, but with the Bengals up 7-3 in the latter stages of the first quarter, Bills safety DeMar Hamlin made a tackle on Bengals T. Uh, T. Higgins. Uh, he got up after the hit, but then immediately fell back down to the turf. Uh, team training staff administered CPR for nine minutes uh, before Hamlin was taken away in an ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Hamlin is in uh, currently in critical condition. Uh, he's, uh, he's got a breathing tube. Uh, he's sedated. Um, spirits are high right now. Uh, this, uh, this is coming right now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, family spokesperson Jordan Rooney, who is also his uh, marketing manager, uh, says they're all in good spirits about Hamlin's health. Quote, he's a fighter. Uh, but, yeah, that's just uh, a tough, uh, tough scene last night. Uh, uh, of course, we wanted to see uh, what was probably going to be a really dang good football game. But, uh, of course, uh, life takes precedence in matters like that. And, uh, of course, no word on uh, will, whether this game will be completed or whatnot. But that's not at the front of uh, front of the forefront of, of certainly the Bills players and Hedmar uh, Hamlin's family. But, uh, yeah, really tough scenes there last night on, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was, it was bone chilling. Yeah, never seen that. Yeah, you get... You, you do get sort of desensitized to it, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's on us as a whole because even last night as I was flipping between the World Juniors and Monday Night Football, as the ambulance came out, 
I thought hey, it's always bad when the ambulance comes out, but yeah. you know, maybe they're they're just being careful, right? Mm-hmm. It's extra precautions. And then the minutes keep going on and you're thinking, okay, this is taking a long time. Your worry level starts to go up and it hit for me when Joe Buck, you know, said, Hey, they're administering CPR and you're going, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's not precautionary. That's trying to save someone's life. And, you know, there's so much going on. There's 70,000 people watching. There's friends, you know, teammates that are there. Was there with his, them. his family was Thank there. Um, you know, there, there's just no, there's no time for hot take on the game. Mm-hmm. Should the game be played? Um, I'm glad it didn't get played. I have no idea when, how, if, what happens next. I, I really don't care. I don't think they will play it again. I think they'll wind up with some sort of, if I was to guess, some sort of tie situation in it. Um, I just I don't know how you fit this in mm-hmm. in the schedule that remains for both of these teams. It, nope. It's just not feasible. And you know, I don't I don't know that the memory right now. If you're the Bills, that you want any part of going back to Cincinnati, where where all of this happens. Mm-hmm. So right now, the the biggest thing is that Demar Hamlin's in great hands in Cincinnati. Uh, the Bills said last late last night it was a cardiac arrest yeah. uh, event that happened. Um, that's just frightening in all all ways, shapes, and mm-hmm. forms. So, uh, but you know, I've loved seeing the community come together. His uh, the, uh, toy uh, oh drive that he uh, does three point two million. Yeah, you know, he's a sixth round pick. It had a twenty five hundred dollar goal. Yeah, exactly. So you say he's an NFL player who was trying to raise money for a kid's Christmas toy drive. Yeah. Uh, was trying to get to twenty five hundred dollars, and he's a sixth round pick. He doesn't have a lot of name <laughs> recognition among fans, so he was just trying to do his own his own part of it. Mm-hmm. And people have recognized that this young man was trying to do something great. And hopefully, on the other side, when he wakes up healthy from all of this and is able to get back to his life, you can look there and see how much good mm-hmm. uh, he was able to bring. And that's the the best case scenario right now. And Hopefully that's uh, what's at the front of everyone's mind, not what's going to happen with uh, the Bills and the Bengals game. Exactly. And we'll have our uh, NFL analyst, Charles Davis, coming up at the top of the hour to share his thoughts on last night as well. Uh, Feels kind of bad going right back into this uh, NBA stuff, so uh, keep the music down, boys. Uh, We'll just go uh, Raptors back at last night, on uh, taking on the Indiana Pacers. Looking for something to go right, trying to string back-to-back wins together for the first time in over a month. Looking all right until the fourth quarter uh, when Canadian Ben Maturin for the Pacers had 21 points uh, to beat the Raptors, 122-114. Elsewhere around the NBA, uh, absolutely historic night for the Spida. Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers, historic night as he put away 71 points in his uh, team's 145-135 overtime win over the Chicago Bulls. Mitchell smashed LeBron James' franchise record of 57 points, went 22-34 from the field. That's the most points in a game by a player since Kobe's 81 against the Toronto Raptors all the way back in 2006. And that is your morning report. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Much appreciated. The morning report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Yes, uh, as far as the DeMar Hamlin situation goes... Uh, while we're doing the show, if any updates mm-hmm. 
do come down, we will uh, let you know. But as Patrick mentioned there, the latest uh, that he's been sedated is in uh, still at the medical facility in Cincinnati. Uh, most of his Bills teammates have returned home to Buffalo. Uh, select few, including Stephon Diggs, who was uh, seen at the hospital last night. Mm-hmm. Following the game, have decided to remain in Cincinnati to be close to their teammate uh, while he goes through this. So, um, you know, obviously the best to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Uh, hoping for the best outcome there, but obviously he's getting the best treatment he mm-hmm. possibly can, and that's uh, the good news right now. Um, just, a, just a scary situation yeah. last night. Yeah, it? it was. Uh, it brought back memories of uh, of Christian Eriksen uh, going through his cardiac arrest situation at last year's Euros. Jay Bomeister was brought up a lot yeah. last Yuri night. Yuri Fisher, Rich Peverly. Uh, I know with, with Peverly and Fisher's instances, both games were called off um, when those incidences happened. So. Yeah, it, but with 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 Erickson, it was it was uh it was they did the they did the AED and then they did the CPR and then they got him right off the field. It wasn't a a big scene. It was pretty quick, uh, but that they were administering CPR for nine straight minutes. And I, I think if anybody knows what type of effort goes into putting CPR on somebody, they yeah, that's that's and, a lot. Uh, yeah, and I did want to clarify this from last night too because the NFL did hold a conference call last night. Uh, with some high-ranking officials, and they wanted to clarify that even though Joe Buck mentioned on the broadcast that they were thinking about doing a five-minute warm-up and then going back to playing, uh, the NFL says that was never a consideration. That was never uh, an accurate statement. All right. So uh, it seems as though that Joe Buck may have got some bad information on that one. I... Um, so... Uh, just in case you were on the NFL last night as one of those you know people, and hey, you, I, I wouldn't have blamed you because you, you're just going off of what you hear on the broadcast. Um, and when, when I, and it would, sometimes it wouldn't surprise you. Sometimes the NFL. Well, yeah. Really look, sometimes, like I said, we get desensitized to these sort of things, and you, mm-hmm. rightfully or wrongfully, there's been situations that probably should have resulted in a game stopping that didn't. Yeah. Um, last night was not one of those situations, and according to the NFL, was never going to be. Um, they were more concerned with the coaches, the players, mm-hmm. uh, making sure the the officials were in good communication with yep. not only the league but the head coaches mm-hmm. and everybody. So, uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, that five minute warm up period was never a legit consideration and okay. was never something that was on the table. So, uh, I know a lot of people were upset about that, and I would have been. Uh, in the same boat, but that's apparently where we're at. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll dive more into the the situation with our uh, NFL analyst Charles Davis coming up in hour two. Uh, still to come today, like I said, Charles Davis will join us to kick off hour two. We'll check in on the Winnipeg side of things with our pal Andrew Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Peter Labardi is in hour three to break things down between Canada and the United States on Wednesday. And we've got the Flames and the Jets coming up a little bit later on tonight. Lots to get to. Keep it locked here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.